What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I believe this is episode 200. So welcome to episode 200. My name is Julian. I am here with Ken, and he has the Star Wars Brigade with him. Ken, what's going on, baby? We're feeling incredible today, Julian. How, how are you feeling, man? Dude, exactly the same. It's a nice Thursday. It was kind of a weird recording week. We wanted to get it earlier in the week. Didn't quite happen, but that's okay. It is Thursday. We're going to talk all about mid-season NFL because we're going into week 11, so we're just about past midway through the year. We have a pretty decent idea of who's actually good, who's not. Uh, there are still some teams that are kind of in a weird limbo, and we're going to talk all about them. Let's get right into it. I want to start with the weirdest positive teams ever with the Steelers and the Browns. They play each other this week. They're both six and three. The Steelers have been outgained in every single game that they have played, yet are somehow three games above 500. The Steelers are also net negative, like 26 points, I believe is the number, or 36, which is interesting because, again, they are six and three. Yeah, they, they feel like <laughs> last year's Vikings a little bit where they're just figuring out ways to win. Um, it's not super sustainable, but. I mean, hey, winning is winning is fun and kind of kind of cool for them. Also, again, the Browns as well, probably the best defense in the league. They've been balling defensively, despite Deshaun Watson and everything. He's kind of been not been. He's been really meh on offense outside of um this week. He actually had a really good week this week, um, which leads to his injury. Now they got to deal with the Joshua Dobbs is not here is fiasco because. We trusted our team and our franchise, not only with three first-round picks and $250 million guaranteed to a predator, but we decided to get rid of the uh, the Pastronaut for a fifth-round pick who's objectively been playing better than Deshaun this season as well. So tough that they got to deal with that. But, uh, you know, you, you, you poop in your bed. Sometimes you got to sleep in it, you know? We do not care. We do not We do care. not care. Yeah, you know, it's I, I'm sure we're, we're not going to go too deep into this. I just think it's a hilarious, not hilarious. It's actually kind of sad. So I posted a tweet which showed no remorse for Deshaun Watson because, well, duh. And there's a good like 30 people that respond and they're like, oh, man, bad things happening to bad people. I'm so upset. And then there's other people that are like. Yo, you're you're talentless and you're bald and you're just mad Deshaun Watson's better than you. And I'm like, well, no, that's that's not it. Just you know, the divide that's something that shouldn't bring a divide is insane to me. To be fair, those people that said those things were not wrong. You are okay. bald, talentless, <laughs> and, wow. and and he is a better quarterback than you. So take that hat off right now. Three. I should have no. I should have pulled up the response. This one dude photoshopped a clown's head onto me. That's pretty <laughs> and, good. And I responded to dude. I was like, I was like, wow, you're the funniest person to support a predator, which is an award nobody wants to get. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this year's award for the strangest meat to ride on. <laughs> yeah. So I guess shout out to uh, all the engagement. We appreciate that. Can't appreciate oh, that. And, uh, yeah, just two weird teams. Uh, offenses are terrible, but pretty good defenses. Um, both of those are first-round exits, but they're kind of fun. 
Oh, and the the number, by the way, uh, the Steelers have scored 156 points and given up 182. So it was negative 26 on the year. That's wild. Yeah, point differential. This is just wild. Those three games, just <laughs> they just let the floodgates hit, apparently. <laughs> very, very strange stuff. Um, another midseason thought for me is just how good, I mean, outside of this last week and the, the second half of uh, their game against the Browns, but just how good the, the Ravens and their offense have looked in general. Um, Lamar, despite not putting up like these super crazy numbers, um, at least just on paper, has been really good at running this offense. Um, make, being the cog in the machine, make sure the running game is great. And they've scored a lot of points, and they've been pretty fun for the most part. And when's the last time a Ravens team was like overall fun? Usually they're really good defensively and got to get it done on offense. This is uh, more of the the flash variety. Speaking of flash, you got flashbang. Flash, absolutely flashbang. Well, I was, oh you know, I wanted to piggyback off what you were saying. Um, oh, God damn, again, Jesus. What? Why is it pulling up? I tried to pull up some stats for this year, and the thing just defaults to 2022. That's interesting. That's, that's this beautiful. Is so sad. It, it's, it, Google honestly. is anti-Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but uh, no, I wanted to piggyback, piggyback off what you're saying. The Ravens not only have the best running attack in the league, they have the best running attack in the league by almost 200 yards, which is insane. It, like... Like, the Dolphins at the beginning of the year, insane. Like, obviously, they run the ball the most, but they're also very efficient. They run at five yards a carry, the most rushing touchdowns, and then, again, having most yards by over 200. They're just controlling games. So, I agree with everything you're saying. And I think the super impressive part has been running back by committee. Um, their Their main guy goes down to start the year, as it seems to always be for the Ravens. I don't know. There's... I don't know the last time there was a year where they had an RB1 come into the year and finish the year. I don't, I genuinely don't. Um, it's been a Gus Edwards and split backfield thing, obviously. Who the Lamar. hell is Keaton Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he's literally <laughs> practice squad running back that just, they got a chance and he's playing pretty well. So one of those things, uh, shout out to him. Just more and, proof. Sorry, did not mean to interrupt you, but just more proof that unless you are an incredibly talented prospect, you should never take a running back in the first round. Yeah. I mean, or like maybe <laughs> like late first round. You, you, I'm not mad at you for late first round. If you, if you do like a Travis ETN where you get him at like 27 or 28, wherever he was drafted. No, that's power valid. to you. It's valid. I, I, like super valid. Like um, if this is the NBA and it's a lottery pick and you're going running back, you're going to end up, like a lot of, I mean, hey, there's there's been a couple that have really been home runs. The, oh, the yeah. Christian McCaffrey's of this world, um, the Derrick Henry's of this world, but like those are, those are the pick? two. I believe those are the who Henry. Henry's either very very late first or early second, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, interesting. We we can no. fact check. I I will fact check this. I will so I'm wait in suspense. I, I believe he is early yeah, second. Second round, crazy forty fifth <laughs> overall. Woo! Bad. Look at that, look at that. <laughs> deep in the back i mean but like and even derrick henry like if you go back to like his high school and like how good he was in alabama that's a guy that you look at you're like that would be the guy you get in the first round like just body of work build all of that and even that's he right. wasn't so you know hmm. don't, don't hate what we're saying is don't trade up to get Jam oh, yeah. jameer gibbs and then barely use him <laughs> this is what i'm saying 
Well, yeah, see, another rookie running back. I don't hate the B. John Robinson pick just because he is that level of like, wow, yeah. look at this crazy prospect. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to pick him, was it seventh or eighth overall? You should probably use him. Yeah. Like, you are you a running offense. Like, Algier is <laughs> getting more usage this year. Hey, and granted, Algier looks better. Like, he looks more explosive more times than not. And Bijan looks fine. It's not like he looks bad. It's just like you had a guy already. Like, why'd you, why'd you wait? They need so much on defense. Look at Bijan. Look Bichon. at the Bijan mustard. What are we looking at here? We got some yards. What what are his numbers looking like? Our good old uh, producer pulled up the nice pro football reference page. Yeah. So what is that? Top 10 pick and he has two games over a hundred rushing yards. That's not like super ideal. See, the thing with Bijan is he's one of those that he can be christian mccaffrey like where he's good at receiving he's good at running he's just he can be used on every single down obviously you don't want to necessarily do that because running back wear and tear is a crazy real thing but he just these needs to be used so much more in that offense it's top top 10 pick for why for why for why for why I do have a midseason <laughs> thought as well, and I know you haven't given any yet, but let me let me slip one more in there. <laughs> me and Brooklyn had an episode months ago where we talked about preseason. We're like, hey, the AFC North is definitively the best division in the league. It felt pretty good at the time. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers gets there. The Bills were still good despite them getting worse defensively. We figured Miami would still be pretty solid. And then the, the Patriots are the AFC East. Yeah. Did I say North? I meant East. Yeah. I think you I think you just wrong conference, wrong direction. But you know, but whatever, whatever I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The the division with the Bills. <laughs> uh we thought we said was gonna be the best one in, in the league. And I'm I'm trying not to say that we are completely wrong to the fact where it's the worst. I don't agree with that. But it's definitely in the bottom half in terms of what we expected coming into the to the season. Is this do you think this division's as disappointing as I do? This is my question. Oh, the AFC East? That's the um, one. I think <laughs> it, it it is the one. Um well I would say it's disappointing when you look at the Bills and the Jets, and you can say both these teams injury-ridden. Well, maybe not injury-ridden for the Jets. They're just one really, really, really massive injury. But I think the Dolphins and how exciting that they have been make it at least a little bit less disappointing because I don't know if the anyone expected the Dolphins to be as good they are offensively. Obviously, we all know how good they can be. But I don't know if anyone expected them to just be like, holy yards and points and this and that so i'll say like partially disappointing but the dolphins make up for it for exceeding what i personally would have expected for them do you do you not feel any sort of agreement in in the narrative kind of going around that the dolphins just can't get that big win they can't beat that 500 team oh they're still on fraud watch okay they might even be frauds they could potentially be frauds still yeah i mean they're they're six and three and brooke i mean if you want to scroll down a little bit more look at those losses i mean it's the buffalo who's not even over 500 anymore the chiefs and the eagles and 
They barely beat the Chargers in week one. That's a team that's about 500 also. I mean, they're under 500 right now, but they did put up a 70 spot, and them scoring 70 in one game gave them so much of, like, a cushion for a while. And now, you know, they're they're coming I'm pretty sure they're coming off of a bye. So we haven't seen them in a little bit. Last time we saw them was a loss. There's a little bit of, like, uh, we forgot about the Dolphins. So maybe they come out this week against the Raiders who look at least a little bit rejuvenated. I don't think they're going to, like, they're not going to lose to the Raiders, but. See, the issue with the Dolphins, right, is it's not just that they're only losing to 500 teams, right, or teams above 500. Because if we, if we were to take a look at, say, the Chiefs, for example, if the Chiefs finish the season 13-4, and four, and, you know, they played good 500 teams. And the only time they lost was, like, if they played the Eagles and lost 31 to 28. No one would bat an eye because 31 to 28 is an insanely good game, you know? But the Dolphins, when they play good teams, it's like they just get completely controlled. And I think the main issue is that they are not physical. I mean, who have they lost to? The Bills. Good pass rush. Not great in the run run game, but they're a strong, physical team, physical defense. The Eagles, they lose by two touchdowns, 31-17. Strong up front, physical team. And then the Chiefs, I don't know if anyone wants to admit it yet, but the Chiefs have a really, really, really good defense. Yeah. They're still only asking Patrick Mahomes to score like 20 points a game, which is insane. And they so the Dolphins, they wouldn't be on fraud watch if all these games were like they're still playing their game really, really well. Just coming yeah. up a little short, but they're yeah. not playing their game well. They're just, they're getting controlled. In fact, every time they're losing to a good team, they're scoring sub 20, 21. Valid. When this is, when this is the, the scoring team. Factually this correct. Is team, this is the team that does that, <laughs> and they're not, they're not doing it. So um, I'm just personally a little disappointed in this division as a whole. Again, we've, we've kind of talked about the Bills a little bit. And I know um, you have your your Josh Allen opinions where um, he is a hard Stefan Diggs carry pro- prospect at this point. You know what? You know what? I'm Mr. Mr. Producer, sir, if you could, I, I reposted the tweet about Mitchell Trubisky compared to Josh Allen, I think a day or two ago. So it won't take you very long to uh, to get that up. If you could for me, I would love that. <laughs> um, you know, Josh Allen. Without Stefan Diggs, is really just about as good as Mitchell Trubisky. They have a very similar win loss. Mitch actually has a better completion percentage, better QBR. There it is. Boom. Look at that. Look at it. Look at that. More yards per attempt. Better touchdown to interception ratio. And, you know, then you could say something like, oh, but Josh Allen, he ran for like 17 touchdowns and over a thousand yards in those first two years. He also fumbled 22 times, which is terrifying. And this is only in those first two seasons. Josh Allen, it's carried by Stephon Diggs. And I remember early on in the season, I I made people upset on Twitter because Robert Griffin III posted his mvp top five just like he does every week and i was like dude, yeah. josh allen can't be here and everyone was like what do you mean look at his completion percentage this that and this and that and i was like no 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 look at stefan Diggs. look at what he does for josh allen whenever josh allen is about to literally piss his pants on the field he just goes Diggs is over there 
<laughs> so let me get this straight. Uh, Stefan Diggs is Josh Allen's diaper. I, I suppose. Yeah, he holds the shit in. <laughs> Di- diaper digs, diaper digs, <laughs> diaper digs, oh diaper my. digs. We did it. We I hate figured it. out a way to push this narrative even I, harder. I hate it so much. Actually, I Let's love go. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, continue. I'm absolutely gonna be posting that at least seven times over the next ten weeks. The best part is that um, <laughs> Trayvon Stefan Diggs' brother actually tweeted this, also agreeing with this, not directly to Ken, but like, oh, it's hilarious. He was like, he was just like. Without bro, he ain't anything, more or less. Yeah, I think I think the almost the exact wording was like, oh, there it is. Let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I I uh, quoted the Drewski. I I uh, I quoted that with some sort of agreement, and then some random Bills fan posted 2019 Josh Allen highlight tape under my tweet, and I was like, it is a highlight tape. We can sh- I can show you a Lance Stevenson highlight tape. I was You'll think he's the dude, best player of all time. If I really wanted to, I could find a way to put together a Daniel Jones 2023 highlight tape. Like, it could exist. Yeah. He's Like, all I need to do is put together, like, 15 plays and yeah. stretch it out, and it's like a three-minute highlight tape. Yeah. <laughs> put, put the HD version, put a good song. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no, you, could definitely, you could definitely do it. Oh, uh, I love it. <sighs> Gross. All right. Well, during all that, we were informed by Mr. Producer Man that it's time to talk about our top five teams currently Whatever, in the midseason. In the midseason, I'm going to let you go first because I kind of I, I took all the thoughts. So you you say you don't like to think, so thoughts. I got you. Thoughts. Well, I mean, top five NFL teams. Um, well, I, I had a tab open, but I have like 36 tabs open. Don't worry, I'll find it eventually. Where's the standings at? There we go. Okay, cool. Top five. Well, let's start with an honorable mention. I still think just for right now, teams such as like the Cowboys, the Jaguars, you know, teams that have looked very, very good. I still think they're they're like right there. They're almost top five. Honorable mention. Oh, also Bengals with the way they're coming back. Honorable mention as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just give give a little extra love there. Um, I think it would be fun. Uh, do you you have your top five set ready to go? Yeah. Let's do like like I'll do I'll do five, you do five, I do four, you do four, like a little back okay. and forth action. All right, All right cool. All right, let's let's ride. I'm gonna you start with it. my five is a team that you already mentioned. I love the Baltimore Ravens, man. Absolutely love the Baltimore Ravens. I think that defense is similar to the Chiefs. It allows Lamar to not ever really have to be the hero. And if Lamar has to, like you said, he's he can carry that offense in a way that not a lot of quarterbacks can carry their team. Um, their rushing attack is insane. If they have to throw the ball, they can do it. You know, we they're just they need their receivers to use their hands a little bit more. Um, but yeah, they um they're also number one when it comes to point differential at plus one hundred thirteen. Um, so yeah, I like them in that five spot right there. Okay, my number five, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I really like the Cowboys' opportunistic defense this year. Um, It was kind of that way last year as well, but it feels like this year they're creating the opportunities, whereas a little bit of last year they kind of fell into those opportunities. 
I love that. And Dak has been able to play with a lead for most games. And in the games that he has played in the lead, he's looked really comfortable and like legitimately very good. Um, and the games that are a little bit closer, he hasn't looked terrible. He hasn't crapped his pants for the most part. Sounded like a throw or two here or there. Um, the interceptions are still a little bit of an issue, but plus 100 on the plus minus. And that defense is legit, and their division is halfway really bad. So, number five, Cowboys. I like it. I like it. The only reason I don't have them up there is just because I'm still not a Dak believer. But maybe one will be proven wrong. That's fair. Number four, and I think my number four and five, you could potentially potentially move them either way. Um, I still got the 49ers up here. Even though they went those three weeks in a row of looking terrible, they just faced a 6-2, and two, at the time, a 6-2 and two Jacksonville Jaguars team. And um, I, they, they did dirty things to them. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, if we were off camera, I would have said something stupid and more descriptive. But <laughs> they, they did despicable things to the Jaguars. I mean, 34 to 3? Now suddenly you put the Jaguars on fraud watch. Yeah. Which, actually, that's another random topic we could have, another thought that we could have had. But we're not going to go back there. We're not going to go back there. Our producer will get mad at me. Um, But, dude, yeah, so I have a 34-3 to win after a few weeks of losing. And suddenly I believe in them again. Uh, Brock Purdy looked good against a pretty good Jaguars defense. I'm still not the biggest Purdy fan, but if you ask him to do very little, he's very good. And now they have... Chase Young to go along with everyone else on that already incredible defense. Yeah. So even with that three game losing streak, they're still probably finishing with at least 12 wins. And yeah, I just, I love everything on this team. I didn't even mention the offense and all the pieces that they have there as well. So there's number four. Yeah. Uh, they get, they get Debo back and they're really good. Um, I'm going to hold off on them for a second because I have them a little bit higher. Number four for me is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it, if you guys are kind of figuring out at this point, I'm actually leaving the Lions off the list. To me, they're number six. So um, the Ravens are number four. The offense, everything we kind of mentioned earlier, running the ball and running the ball at will wins you football games, especially when you have a good defense. And they do. Kyle Hamilton is one of the freakiest NFL players I've ever seen. He is so big and lanky and fast and instinctual. And I, like, he is crazy. And what a player he is turning out to be for the Ravens. Um, and I love Lamar. And I wish that they had a running back that wasn't a practice squad player. I was told, what do you mean by that? Um, Long and Kyle lanky? Hamilton is a little freak. Hey. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really, I really like them and their division is cannibalistic. They've played a lot of their divisional games already in this year and they're seven and three. They did just have a really bad loss to the Browns. And I know some people will be like, well, how can you shut up? Don't care. Divisional <laughs> games are weird. It happens. Lamar did not look good in that second half, but it happens. I like them at number four. And uh, go go Ravens, I guess. Valid. It's an, I'm an enjoyer of the Ravens as well. Next, I would have never expected this team to be here. A team that you are you just named as well. I've got the Lions at three. They 
Jared Goff looks incredible. And now that they are actually, like you said earlier, using Jameer Gibbs, they have this whole new element to their offense where, you know, David Montgomery, he can come in and be that power back if they need him to, which he he still does a little bit. But you have Jameer Gibbs, who is similar to like a Christian McCaffrey in a way where he can give you 12 to 16 good, strong carries and then go catch the ball four or five times and give you another 40 to 50 yards. So with that element added to their offense, it's hard to not see them ending top three to six when it comes to points scored. Their defense, sneaky good at times. Aiden Hutchinson actually leads the league in uh, in QB pressures, which shocking to me because I thought he had, I thought he had one of those rookie seasons where like he happened to you know just. Good circumstances, right place, right time for a lot of his numbers. But he actually looks really good this year. So, um, yeah, cool. Call me an idiot. Um, I love this team. They're going to be really, really fun for the rest of the way. I can't wait to watch what they do. I got them at number three. Yeah, I'm not, I, not fully mad at it. Again, they're a little bit off my list, but that's fine. Um, number three for myself is the San Francisco 49ers. They did have a three-game losing streak. They get Debo back. They add Chase Young. They're going to get Trent Richardson back at some point. I like this team. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Trent, Trent Williams. Trent, Trent Williams. <laughs> Trent Williams. <laughs> the brain's all over the place. Trent Williams back. Trent Richardson would be crazy. Yo, two-headed monster. And by that, it's like um, me and Kobe got 81 in that game. It's him and McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, you feel, you feel me? Neg- um, negative no, Mc- ball carrier vision. Exactly. <laughs> McCaffrey is the best offensive player in the sport, has been for a couple of years now. Uh, obviously, outside of a quarterback, and I still think even with that, he is maybe better in terms of the skill sets that he brings and everything. And even without a McCaffrey, say you put Raheem Mostert back on this team, they'd still be really good. But now you put the most talented offensive player on him. I really like the Niners. They're number three for me. It's it's hard not to. They're like you said, they're gonna end with 12 wins. They're probably gonna end up with 13 or 14. Like they might not oh, yeah. lose again. 12 is like the the worst they could possibly end with, really. Yeah. They went another three game losing streak. They they win nine games after failing and no. <laughs> we come back to this podcast like, wow, look at these idiots. Look at these I mean, you know, we usually do, so that's not surprising. It, it'd be the way that it is. It's entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is sports media. I every time you the try R to say media. number three, I say something. <laughs> the R media. Well, we got two and one. And I think both of our number one and number two are going to be the same. Just if we're going to have the same teams in the same spot is what may change. Obviously, we will find out Monday night who the best team in the league is. True. My number two is the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they only have one loss, but there are just times where this Eagles team has looked incredibly unimpressive. I might've said it on this podcast before. There's just, there's times where the offense is out there and it's like, okay, we're moving a little bit. We're scoring some points. And a lot of their wins, especially early on in the season, it was like, yeah, they won, but they don't look like 
the Eagles that we saw a season ago as our producer pulls up all the the games once again. And then there's the defense. No, no one on Twitter ever wanted to believe me or acknowledge that I may have been a little bit correct when I said the defense will regress. And it has. They allow some of the most passing yards in the league. Um, if their front seven is not generating a crazy pass rush, their corners do get torched a little bit. They allow the most yards per game to wide receivers. I only know this because I'm an avid sports better, and that's how I decide who I'm betting sometimes. Um, but it's but it's still it's still factually correct. Um, the most yards per game to wide receivers. They might be second behind the Buccaneers. Either way, either way, they are they allow a ton of passing yards. This this team, and I say this like they're a bad team. They're a really, really, really good team. I'm just justifying why they're not put number one. That's all. They're a really, really good team. The offense still has all the pieces. They still have an incredible run game, an incredible offensive line. A.J. Brown is ridiculous. Um, There's pieces. They're literally everywhere. Devonta Smith, you can name them all. Dallas Goddard. Um, But those are all my reasons why they're not number one. But they're still still very, very, very good. And I think number two is a very happy spot to be. <laughs> it, it is true. You, you did start. You went on a little tear there. We're like, damn, is this, is, this, is this team competing for the lottery? <laughs> like the, the one pick? Like what's happening? No, the Eagles are pretty head and shoulders better than everybody in football besides the Chiefs, at least to me right now. And like you said, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but – they play each other this Monday. And so does this say who's the better team? Not really, but like it's our one opportunity to see it. So we'll see these two teams play. The Eagles might get their third loss. The Chiefs or second loss. The Eagles might get their whatever I'm saying. That doesn't matter. Eagles look really good. I love their offensive line. I love their defensive line. The DBs do get cooked at occasions. It does happen. I still think DeAndre Swift sucks. He's a horrible running back. He has no vision. And he has like the best O-line in the league and can't run still. It's very, it's very sad. Tough scene. The brutal scenes. And um, you didn't talk about the Chiefs yet, so I'll do it. Uh, you mentioned it to start, though. They're only asking Mahomes to score 20-something a game right now. Low 20s. That has never been a thing with the Chiefs during this Mahomes era. And that's the way it is right now. And Mahomes is chugging along. He hasn't looked like overly godlike. He doesn't really look like a reigning MVP right now. Valid. But he's looked good. He doesn't look bad. He's looked very good this year. Like we say, we say it because like the numbers are pedestrian for like his standards. But he's been really good. The defense is great. They still have kind of wide receiver issues. Uh, Kelsey's only good when Taylor's at the games. Like <laughs> running back is still kind of mad. Pacheco's like okay. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are still the best team in the league. They're the class of the league until really proven otherwise. Because yes, they have two losses. They're good for a fluke loss every year, though. They're they good lost for the Colts one last year. They're good for one. <laughs> they lost to the Colts last year. They lost to the Broncos this year. They're good for one. They lose to another good team, maybe two good teams. They end up with the 14 and three 
And then we're like, oh, well, who cares that they lost to the Broncos? They have 14 wins. Dude, it's just it's just the script writers cooking up a little bit, you know. Got you know, to. like, dude, when you watch if, when you watch a WWE main event and no. Roman Reigns is defending the title, and there's a moment in time where it looks like Roman Reigns is gonna lose, and then he just wins the entire thing. That's the Chiefs every year when they lose to the Colts or the Broncos. You yeah. need that in the script because then people like us, the media, will be like, "The Chiefs are they really this good? Are they are they over? Are they done with?" And then they, they like are you said. Good. They, they are this good. They end they up winning 14 good. games. They end up yeah. in at least the AFC Championship game, which, by the way, mm-hmm. ever since Patrick Mahomes has become a starter, his worst season is losing in the AFC Championship game. That is insane. Crazy. Insane. Um, so we agree on the number one team in the league, the Chiefs. Okay. Um, and the main reason being is, you know, I mean, like you already stated, both of us have already stated, the defense is ridiculous. They may have just may have the best group of corners in the league. And it's not, and they don't even have like a big name. Like there's no names in that room either. Right. None. Like, yeah. like a sauce Gardner or a Darius no. Slay. No, they just have, they're just, they're just so good, man. I can't get over how good this defense is. You know, people always say quarterbacks, if they want to be the goat, now they're chasing Tom Brady. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, He's never going to be Tom. Well, he wants to be Tom Brady. Well, I don't know if he wants to be Tom Brady, but if you want to be Tom Brady, you got to have a few seasons where you're not as good as you usually look, but your defense saves you. And that is Patrick Mahomes a little bit this year. (laughs) A little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. So fully agree. And with the Chiefs being the number one team for both of our top 10, a little bit past way mid through the season, he's the reigning MVP. So what we're going to do is talk about our MVP favorites right now and give one. There is a caveat. However, we will not be talking about any quarterbacks. This is the MVP for any non quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. A couple options. Yeah. So, and the, the reason being is that MVP is just a quarterback award. We wanted to have a little bit more fun and, you know, just pick, pick someone if it wasn't, a quarterback award. I think I know who you're going to pick. I don't think you do. Um, I actually don't think you do. Really? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first then? I do. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> because you think that I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yes, sir. And I'm not going with Christian McCaffrey. What do you hold? My midseason is going to be Miles Garrett. Valid. Miles Garrett has been the single most impactful player when he is on the field at any given time. I mean, it's kind of impressive how he's gotten better. I mean, this is, I think, year five or six for him. Like, it, it's not like he's a rookie anymore. He's just like this young spring chicken. Um, he has been so so good and i'm pretty sure he's he's tied for the league in sacks right now him and daniel hunter uh shout out to neil hunter having a really great season also 12 sacks right now is really good um i i don't know dude just he's he's so dominant and that defense is the best defense in the league they're the best run defense in the league and he's a really good run stopper also mind you he's not just a qb a QB guy. Uh, he has four forced fumbles. 
I mean, what could you ask from a guy besides sacking the quarterback the most and also forcing the most fumbles? What else can yeah. you ask for him? And on top of all this, he hasn't had to go against Mason Rudolph. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no, he hasn't. And that's really cool. He can, he's just hurting people with sacks, not like ripping their heads off. <laughs> Pretty crazy. He's he's the uh, the antithesis of, of the Bosa family. Can you give us the <laughs> definition to that? That word that you just said? The opposite. Oh, okay. Essentially. Okay. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. This is the is the, the easy way to say it. This is the opposite. <laughs> can't, you can't <laughs> use something that has more than three syllables and then just not tell us what it means. Three. <laughs> three. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> your, oh my your pick God. completely valid. I, I love it. I love the, the defensive pick there. I, I had three guys here, but Mr. Producer said we're running out of time, and um, so ASL I can only give one pick here. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead with uh, with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, take um, the yeah. yeah, I was I was gonna not pick him because I thought you were gonna pick him, and I wanted to give two different names. But dude, he's he's just so good. He's he's everything that you could want in a modern day running back. Um, I said it earlier talking about like Jameer Gibbs, you know, Christian McCaffrey giving you 13 to 20 really good, strong carries. He's going to be your main goal line running back, but then he's also going to go out there and catch five to six passes a game. And I mean, dude, he has over, over a thousand yards receiving and um, rushing combined. Yeah. All purpose. He scored 13 total touchdowns. He's he's just ridiculously good at the sport of football, and it doesn't make sense because I don't know. I just when, I feel like when I watch him play, I'm I'm never impressed by his athletic ability and everything that he does, and then he ends up with 160 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns, and I'm like, oh, when did that happen? Yeah. And it happens every single week. Um, so I would take Christian McCaffrey in this spot. I I was gonna use it- this as an opportunity to slander Josh Allen more, but. <laughs> I see division. No, you see division. I see division. I have a is McCaffrey because we've had like the Derrick Henrys of this <laughs> world, and all that. Allen. Just Josh Allen is McCaffrey <laughs> the best like running back since AP. There's a very valid argument there, I'd say, because AP AP is a Hall of Famer. He's one of like the top like five to eight running backs ever. Um, potentially higher i i would say higher but let's not i'm not here to prod you know poke bears he won an mvp i don't know the next time we're gonna see a running back win an mvp probably not anytime soon but if there was a guy who could have done it and it probably won't happen now because it's just it won't but like if mccaffrey ends here how about this if mccaffrey ends with 2,600 all-purpose yards and 27 touchdowns, does he win MVP? He probably should. Because 27 touchdowns is crazy. He's that projected for 25 right now, which is yeah. also insane. Yeah, no, that would that would be insane. But, no, it, that's the very another very valid argument. You just don't see it, which is unfortunate. But, yeah. hey, at least he'll win Offensive Player of the Year, I think. Hopefully. Maybe. Oh, there's Maybe. just all Tyreek Keenan Allen, Tyreek, AJ Brown. They they love wide receivers for that award. So they do, which is to be fair, pretty valid. Also, so. 
passing league. Weapons. Passing league. And there's there's some really good wide receivers too, which is awesome. It's nice to have like a lot of really, really good ones. Be like there was a lull for a second there. There was like a time where AJ Green was like still considered the top five wide receiver. And it's like, no, AJ Green's like not good anymore. He's been good <laughs> in like three years. And now so now and now we're looking at the tight end position as like, hey, can we get more guys there? Please. 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 <laughs> Please. Wait, right, there's three really good ones with Hawkinson, you know, speaking, uh, Mark Andrews, and, and Kelsey. So. Speaking of tight ends, for whatever reason, like three, four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, speaking of tight ends. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Speaking of tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, for whatever reason, like three, four weeks ago, Dalton Kincaid was just sitting there in free agency in my uh, in my fantasy league. So he's he's my tight end now. Fuck Kyle Pitts. Oh, said a bad Man. word on accident. My bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> We're spiraling. <laughs> We're spiraling. I mean, that's, I guess, yeah, Kyle Pitts, super disappointing, actually. Never trust, never trust a skills position player from Florida. What are we doing? Uh, well, I was going to say on the Falcons, but okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you know, that might be true too. You know, there's Kyle Pitts. I mean, Desmond I Ritter is the worst quarterback in the league. So, you know, like, like pretty objectively, actually. Not sad. Not to just continuously talk about tweets that I posted that made people mad. Uh, but when, when they traded for Van Jefferson, I responded to the tweet uh, that NFL posted about the trade and I was like, Will the Falcons start passing better after this trade? And it was just some guy, and the quote was no. And all these Falcons fans, like, oh, dude, a plethora of Falcons fans. What, all 17 of them just mobbed you? Yeah, absolutely. They're all just under under my tweet, like, you're an idiot. You're a Giants fan. You have to watch Daniel Jones. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. I never said Daniel Jones was better. (laughs) <laughs> i know my team sucks yeah i know daniel jones is garbage you think desmond ritter can be okay <laughs> and that's, that's where you and i issue. are different that's where yeah. we're different my qb yeah. is top 32 you're happy your qb is top 31 we are not the same <laughs> you're not the same we're not the same at all um not i think that's all. all we got for you guys thank you is guys it? it is is it now we're gonna give our game of the week and the game not to spectate Game of the week, we both agree, is Monday night primetime, Chiefs-Eagles. I'm assuming we agree on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... (laughs) Yeah. Football. One and two team. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's a a really, really fun game. And it's on Monday night, which is actually, like, kind of fun. I feel like I haven't sat and cared about a Monday night game in a while, so that's cool. It's also Thanksgiving week, so we have a lot of, like, football not on Sunday for the next, like, 10 days. It's, uh, it's one tonight. of the few games, one of the few primetime games we've had that doesn't feature the Jets, Giants, or Broncos, which is Real. always great. Uh, speaking of, the Broncos play Sunday night football this week, which is hilarious. Anyways, but we get the Chiefs, we get the Eagles, the top two teams in the league. And it's going to be so much fun. You have to watch it. If you're not watching it, then I, I don't understand why. Like, what are you doing? Do you have homework? Mm-hmm. Okay, put the game on in the background or something. Like... I'm muted, man. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Muted. Um, gonna be an entertaining game. Do you want to just throw out? I know we've we've been on here for a decent amount of time. You want to throw out a quick prediction? What do you think is gonna happen in this game? 
No. Let's put you on the spot. You weren't ready for all that. You were not ready for all that. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I love predictions, so I will say the Chiefs win. Chiefs by 10. By 10? 10. Oh. They're at, they're at home. 10. I was going to give it a score like 31 to 23, which is not far off from what you're saying. All right. Here, here, here this. Whatever the Eagles score, add 10. That's what the Chiefs have. I can't stand you. I cannot <laughs> stand prediction. you. That's my prediction. I can't You're wait right. to be vindicated when, like, Rasheed Rice goes for, like, 75 yards. And all this talk about how much yards that the Eagles give up to wide receivers is vindicated. And I can be like, wow, look at me. Right. Sorry, I do that sometimes. You ever do you that? Real- no. Look, yeah, I look, do, look. but you're, but you're praying, you're, you're, you're omen, you're, you're light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel is Rasheed Rice. That's tough. I'm sorry yes. about that. Yes, yes, yes. It is. Yes. Game not to spectate. <laughs> For uh, me, it was the uh, Dallas Cowboys and Panthers because um, be blowout. Because if you really want to watch some defensive scores, watch that because I guarantee you, I guarantee you. There will be a strip sack, and there will be a pick six. Valid. Book it. Which team? Don't know. <laughs> I'd say the sack, Bryce Young gets strip sacked, and Dak throws a pick six. That's the only seven points the Panthers score. 34-10 Dallas. That's why we don't watch that. Oh, man. You know, the more the more that I look at the schedule, I'm, I actually don't know which one to pick. Uh, all right, what, what's the first one that resonates with me the most? Um, that that. Okay, you know, I'm actually gonna go with Jets Bills, even though it is a divisional game. Divisional games are always fun. You have a Jets offense that um, it's it's allergic to scoring. It's actually terrified of the end zone. And then you have a Bills offense that's going up against a very good Jets defense, and the Bills are also sometimes terrified of scoring. So uh, this is going to be a game. You know, they played once already. It ended up like 22 to 16. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a similar score. So um, expect the Bills offense to be worse because they fired their OC, despite being like top five in like every offensive category besides turnovers. Like every category you could devise, they were top five. And they're like, yeah, you got to go, buddy, because Josh just fumbles and throws too many picks. It's not his fault. We do it. So the offense will take a step back. They just will. Yeah. No, it's it's Josh Allen. It's never their fault. Never his fault, I mean. He's perfect. I'll kiss him on the forehead. He you should. Kiss him on the forehead. Madden Curse hit him like a brink stroke. You kiss him on the forehead and tell him that you're proud of him and that he is special. I am. After he throws the ball to Sauce Gardner. Absolute dot. To the defense. Yes, sir. <laughs> to the defense. It's that too easy. Is where I think we're done. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Please remember if you have beef with somebody, do not put them in a headlock looking at you, Draymond, you weird freak. Stop it. Get some help. Steph wasn't playing. He didn't, he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play. And that's okay. I understand that. I wouldn't yeah. either. I wouldn't either. Thank you guys again. Make sure you're following us at Spectators Media on all platforms. Me at Julian the Cut, Kin at underscore 24 Kin. If you guys want to be in tune with what we're doing, I appreciate you all very much. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.